Welcome to the family. I'm George. I'm Lynn. I'm Kaylin. I'm Rain. I'm Bella. And this is Family Bible Breakdown. <laughs> Each month we invite you into our living room as we get together and break down stories from the Bible. So let's get started. Second Samuel 9, David and Mephibosheth. David asked, Is there anyone still left of the house of Saul to whom I can show kindness for Jonathan's sake? Now there was a servant of Saul's household named Ziba. They summoned him to appear before David, and the king said to him, Are you Ziba? At your service, he replied. The king asked, Is there no one still alive from the house of Saul to whom I can show God's kindness? Seba answered the king, There is still a son of Jonathan. He is lame in both feet. Where is he? the king asked. Seba answered, He is at the house of Machir, son of Abniel, in Lodabar. So King David had him brought from Lodabar, from the house of Machir, son of Amiel. When Mephibosheth, son of Jonathan, the son of Saul, came to David, he bowed down to pay him honor. David said, Mephibosheth, at your service, he replied. Don't be afraid, David said to him, for I will surely show you kindness for the sake of your father, Jonathan. I will restore to you all the land that belonged to your grandfather, Saul, and you will always eat at my table. Mephibosheth bowed down and said, What is your servant that you should notice a dead dog like me? Then the king summoned Ziba, Saul's steward, and said to him, I have given your master's grandson everything that belonged to Saul and his family. You and your sons and your servants are to farm the land for him and bring in the crops so that your master's grandson may be provided for. And Mephibosheth, grandson of your master, will always eat at my table. Now Ziba had 15 sons and 20 servants. Then Ziba said to the king, Your servant will do whatever my lord the king commands his servant to do. So Mephibosheth ate at David's table like one of the king's sons. Mephibosheth had a young son named Micah, and all the members of Ziba's household were servants of Mephibosheth. And Mephibosheth lived in Jerusalem because he always ate at the king's table. He was lame in both feet. everybody we have a very special guest at our yeah. family bible breakdown yeah. podcast her name is miss jess Estevez. let's give her a hand <laughs> welcome jess we're gonna jump right in so king david he was the king at the yeah. time mm-hmm. he was the king that was appointed after saul was king um and saul you know and david david really loved saul but you know saul had some issues when he realized that his time was up and yeah. he was having a little bit of a hard time letting go about the fact that his time was up yeah and what's cool is Mephibosheth is saul's uh grandchild yeah and his dad is Jonathan, mm-hmm. so he was, his dad's best friend was David. So he was kind of in the middle because his granddad was Saul, mm-hmm. and his dad's best friend was David. So that probably yeah. was, like, kind of crazy because his enemy, the yes. enemy Saul and David were kind of 
He was kind of in the middle of it. And the thing is, too, is that David and um, and Jonathan, which is Mephibosheth's dad, they had a not just a friendship. They had a covenant friendship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They had a friendship where they were like, they were almost like blood brothers, if mm-hmm. you can put it in a way. You know, yeah. that's the best way I can describe mm-hmm. it. So it was a friendship unlike any other yeah. where, you know, they covered each other. They were there for each other. It was like, you hurt, I hurt mm-hmm. kind of friendship. Yeah. So that yeah. was a friendship in a whole other level. And even when uh, his father, Jonathan, when, when Jonathan's dad, Saul, was trying to kill David, he was still helping David. That's how yes. much they were kind of like brother, brother. Yeah. Like whenever David would go through something, he would always help Jonathan. Mm-hmm. They were always together. He would help hide him. Mm-hmm. If Even if his father, Saul, was coming after him, he would still protect him. Even though he still loved his father, Saul, he still mm-hmm. loved his best friend, David. Yeah. And I love the heart even behind this because here is King David who... Saul tried to kill him. Yeah. I mean, he threw three spears at him, you know, trying to yeah. take out his life. Yeah. And yet, look at the posture of David's heart. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The posture is, please show me, is there anyone else left of this house, you know? Mm-hmm. Saul's dead. Jonathan's dead. Yeah. But he still has this love for them that he wants yeah. to do something. He wants to bring honor still in this way which speaks about that covenant that even though you know he's gone jonathan's gone david still feels this responsibility this burden and this love to be able to do something to honor and even though saul kept trying to come after him at that time saul was still king so he still had to respect saul even if even if he was trying to hurt him. So that's why I feel like he has such a heart to mm-hmm. do something for that family, especially because Jonathan helped him. But not only that, before David became king, Saul was king. So he yeah. kind he still has to honor and respect him because yeah. he was still God's anointed. Yes, he was still God's anointed. That's mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. God's anointed to be king because originally it was Saul who had yeah. been anointed. Before but then David. Saul kind of strayed a little bit. Well, not a little bit, a lot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. he was disobedient. And That's in his right. disobedience, um, the prophet Samuel told him, sorry, your time's up. Yeah. Somebody else is on the line to be king now. Yeah, mm-hmm. and David gets anointed king. And it's so funny because even at, there was a point where even Saul's own men were like, no, David is really the one that should be the king that's being selected as king. Like, your time is up. Like, everybody could see it but Saul. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Um. There's a story in 1 Samuel where Saul's men try to come up and capture David. But first, they meet the prophet Samuel. And they tear their clothes and they start prophesying. Mm-hmm. And I think that's so crazy. Like, Saul, like, if you haven't gotten a hint yet, like... Right. God's anointed now is David because yeah. there's always a timing for everything. There's always God a can time call for you. You could be in a valley out one season. You could be in a mountaintop, but there's always, always a time for everything. Come on. And I think it's a testament to even Jonathan's heart yeah. and the posture of his heart because he could have been that person that was jealous and could have mm-hmm. been angry now. at at David as himself because he was the next in line to be king, yes, right? David. As far as like lineage is concerned. Yeah. But he wasn't like that. He Come knew on. who he was. He knew his identity he and he loved he, he loved his friends so much yes. that he defended him against his own father. Come on. Up until the end. Ooh, that's and, so good. Ooh, I have to feel the Holy Spirit right now. <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> I think also it's, it's a great testament of 
the character of David. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one of the reasons why he's, I think God called him to be one of the greatest kings mm-hmm. in the Bible. Just the fact that um, it, it has, it's one of the most beautiful acts of honor and mm. kindness. Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. Not just to anyone, but at that time he was considered an outsider. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because sure. if you think about it, I, I'm listen. David's probably a better man than I am because if I had a man that been trying to kill me my whole life, mm-hmm. I think I want to show honor mm-hmm. to his his his, his uh, lineage, to his grandchildren. Right. The, the thought process, you mm-hmm. might be like, no, no, let's wipe them all out. This yeah. Guy. But no, he was such an honorable king and a loving king that he said, no, I'm gonna show the greatest act of kindness. And I think it came from the heart. Yes. It didn't come from anything else but from his heart to yeah. want to please God and yes. uh, show. Even though this whole situation happened, I right. still should show honor. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what the Bible says. David had a heart after God, right? Mm-hmm. God's own heart. Mm-hmm. David could have said, oh, why am I going to be friends with Jonathan? He's Saul's son. He probably will end up just as him. But the thing is, he wasn't focusing on that. He was focusing on God, and he was focused on pleasing God, that he didn't have no jealousy in his heart. Mm. And he wasn't like, why would I be friends with Jonathan if it's, if Saul was evil. He didn't define Jonathan mm-hmm. because of what Saul did. Mm-hmm. He didn't define him because of his lineage, yes. because of what family he was right. in. Because Jonathan was a different person, even yes. if Saul's family was mm-hmm. wrong. So he didn't define him by his family, by by who he was in. And that's somebody today. You feel like because your family was, you had terrible parents or you Mm. had a bad family that you're being defined now by that and i'm here to tell you that you don't have to be defined by who you're by by what by what mistake your family made you don't need to be you don't need to be defined if your father left you you don't need to be defined if your mother left you no you are your own person god has called you as your own identity so no matter what your family did you don't need to be defined by that. Yes. You can be, you can be, you can start your own, your own, you can start the good. Yes. You can change it around. Yes. Mm-hmm. You, you can, can change, change it, it around. around. You don't need to keep that cycle going. Yes. You can be the one yes. to turn it around. You can be the one to turn it around. Amen. Bella, I want to go back to something yeah. that Jess said too, where she was talking about how, um, David could have been, there could have been a jealousy there from Jonathan mm-hmm. and David, you know, cause like you said, he will, he would have been naturally the next in line mm-hmm. as the son of Saul, you know, there was mm-hmm. an inheritance there for him, yeah. but yet he chose to see and honor what God honored. That's mm-hmm. awesome. And I love that Jonathan honored what God honored. He was willing to surrender to, what for the greater thought. good, his own thoughts, his own way of thinking and yeah. doing things for, to put what God honored first and I love what you said about the when you're sure in your identity yes there's no jealousy no you don't have to have jealousy Mm -mm. because you know that yeah David has that place but there's a place for me yeah Yeah. you know God has that place just for me my identity is secure in him it doesn't matter if others around me are being elevated yeah God still has my place that no one else can fill exactly that's the truth Mm -hmm. I think also you know what brought out to my illumination was the fact that also that um in Samuel says also that when David went seeking out mm-hmm. say who can I find mm-hmm. from the family of Saul he was doing it because of the relationship he had with Jonathan mm-hmm. which talks a lot about the honey like you said that that um it was more than just a friendship yeah, it was a covenant. covenant it was yes. you know like 
they were brothers, you know. Mm -hmm. You looked out for me, I'm going to look out for you. You love me, and I wholeheartedly mm -hmm. love mm -hmm. you. And that's why I made this commitment, I made this promise to seek out someone from your lineage mm -hmm. that I may bless. Mm -hmm. Not because of what your father did to me, yeah. Yeah. but because of our relationship. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. And yeah. the covenant and love that we have each for each other. Because he was, he was different than his father. He mm -hmm. had a loving and kind heart. Mm -hmm. He had... He had a heart after God. He mm -hmm. was he was different. And yeah. that's why I feel like David and Jonathan got along so much. Mm -hmm. Because David, if you if you've read the story of David, he was he was very different than the rest of them. They mm -hmm. were all scared to fight Goliath. Yeah. And he went right up there with no fear and he was confident that he was gonna defeat Goliath because God was on his side. That's right. And so David and Jonathan, if you think about it, they were very similar and I think that's why they got along so well. Amen. Yes, yeah. I just love that. You know, even going back to the whole covenant relationship, it's like a covenant, man, that, that runs deep. That's for life. Yeah. It, it's it, Even though he's gone, he's still like, okay, you may be gone, but because we have a covenant, I have this responsibility that I will take to my grave. Yeah, I'm reminded of, you've preached about this, purpose partners. Mm -hmm. Aligning yourself with people that are going to link arms with you and, yes. and just like, link arms with you yes. to to fulfill the purpose that's over yes. your life and yes. he knew that david was the one that was anointed yeah he just knew it and uh -huh. he he knew that that was his purpose yeah and so i just believe that he decided to link arms with him in that you know yes. and that's that's powerful instead of fighting against it right he yeah. linked on he's like okay if you're the one that's called that god has anointed yeah. and separated how can i help you get there mm -hmm. how can i partner with you to make this happen and align with god and i think that god has even called us to do that right now in everyday life yes. let's say there's somebody mm -hmm. let's somebody at your job somebody yes. at your school mm -hmm. yes that that you could see that they're set apart and you could mm -hmm. see that they're special or maybe somebody who's looked down mm -hmm. somebody who doesn't have a lot of who doesn't have a lot of connections mm -hmm. why don't go and make connections and just turn off jealousy mm -hmm. right that you don't have to be perfect i mean even yeah. in this story the grandson mephibosheth he was lame the bible says that he was lame not just in one foot but he was lame in both feet yeah. And I think that that's pretty important for us to kind of take a closer look at that because, you know, yeah. being lame in both feet, that also speaks about our walk. Mm -hmm. It also, you know, our feet represent our walk. Mm -hmm. And here's this man that was the grandson of a king. Mm -hmm. And he is in a place called, he's living in a place called Lodabar. Mm -hmm. And Lodabar means a barren, imperfect place place hmm. here is the son of a king uh, the grandson of a king living in a barren imperfect place yeah. and even his name Mephibosheth it means a mouth of shame his mm -hmm. name meant shame. There was shame on him. He came from this place, how he had fallen, where now he, instead of being living in a kingdom, in a palace, he's living in an imperfect, barren land, yeah. living in shame as a lame man. I mean, he even, even the way he looked at himself, yeah. which is sad, because, you know, not only was he born crippled, mm -hmm. but he, his outlook of himself, mm -hmm. the Bible says he called himself a dead I mean, he, I mean, even from birth, um, growing up, mm -hmm. you know, he, he looked at himself 
as the lowest of the lowest right. mm. to the point where he didn't even encourage himself mm. right you know which is sad to mm-hmm. if you kind of mm-hmm. try to look at it it's a sad thing where you can't even encourage yourself mm-hmm. yeah. yeah he lost hope so much mm. that he couldn't even he didn't have no hope that he couldn't even encourage himself the grandson of a king says i am nothing but a dog i mean he just literally says i'm a dead dog this is how, and this story, what it reminds me of is I think about it and I read the story. Here's the king, King David. He's calling to see, hey, I, I have all of these riches. I want to honor. I want to set a table. I want to prepare a place. <laughs> yeah. This is who I am. I'm the king and I want to bless. And it just reminds me of God's heart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The heart of the father is just that. You can mm-hmm. see it here in David. Mm-hmm. The heart of the father was to do what with us? To bring restoration. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The heart of the father is to set a table for us. Mm-hmm. The heart of a father is to take us who've been dead dogs, lost in our sin, mm-hmm. and lost in the muck, and bring his son to intercede and take his place for us so that we could have a seat at the table, mm-hmm. yeah. so that we could be restored, mm-hmm. so that we could be made in yeah. right relationship with him. Uh, Ephesians 1 says, Ephesians 1.11, it says, In him also we have obtained an inheritance, being predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will, that we who first trusted in Christ should be to the the praise of his glory. And so um, when I look at the Old Testament, we look for Jesus, right? We look for Jesus in every part of the word of God. And as you were sharing about being at the table and the father's heart, you know, this is just an imagery of of Jesus and our walk with him and how we have a seat at his table and we have a new inheritance by the blood of Jesus because we've been adopted into the kingdom. Yes, that's right. Come on. Just like when Jesus sat with his disciples, like you have a place at the table. Yes. And God let's and God wants to give you a new inheritance. Yes. He wants to give you an inheritance of a child of the king. Yes. You're a child of the king. Yes. He wants to give you an inheritance of that's so much better that than yes. anything that this world can offer you. Yes. And and here's the thing that even though we're a child of the king, right? We're yeah. daughters and sons of the king, but mm-hmm. Do we walk that way? Or are mm-hmm. we just That's like set that we're walking lame mm-hmm. because we don't understand mm-hmm. the inheritance and who we truly are? Even like um, you mentioned um, about um, us being the sons of God. Mm-hmm. I just mentioned it. And Samuel says that when King David sent for, sent for him, he didn't call him, come bring me that dead dog. Mm-hmm. He didn't say, come bring me the cripple. Come bring me the, the lame or no. the less of or, you know, the garbage. What did he mm. say? Come bring me that son. Mm-hmm. He called them son. Mm-hmm. Like, that's something that it's heavenly. Like, yes. like, even though it wasn't his biological son, mm-hmm. he took the man to, that's my son. Bring him to my table mm-hmm. so that I could give him a place, a place at my table, a place seat of honor. at my table mm-hmm. so yes. I could place honor upon him. Mm-hmm. He didn't define him by what his condition was. Come on mm-hmm. now. He could have said, oh, who is that person there laying yes. on that ground? He could have said, come here, lame. Come here, like, yeah. he could have said anything else. But he mm-hmm. said, son, because he saw the true purpose and the true yes. identity and the true potential in him, mm-hmm. yes. even if he didn't see it. 
Come on. He's so with the eyes of God. He saw him the way with those. God mm-hmm. would see him. That's myself. And sometimes yes. I see this story as David, if you put out a personal perspective, as David being God and we mm-hmm. being Mephibosheth. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we're like, God, like, God, I have no place even right. like to worship you. Like, God, yeah. I have no place. Like, I'm so like, just like um, John the Baptist, when he was like, I can't even carry your sandals. Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm not even worthy to do that. Sometimes mm-hmm. we feel like that to God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But God's like, you're a child of me. Mm-hmm. I have created you, yes. and I have formed you in my own way. Yes. So you are a child of the Most High King. That's yes. right. That's right. He sees us through the eyes of love. Mm-hmm. He sees us through the eyes of a, the father that he is. Mm-hmm. He sees us yeah. as his son and his daughter. He sees us through his son, Jesus, who, who restored us back mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. that rightful place. Because this is the place that God intended for us from yes. the very beginning. Yes. He intended for us to have that seat at the table. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He intended for us to be in right standing with him. Mm-hmm. Sin is the thing that comes in and separates us. Yes. But it was never God's intent for there to be separation between no. his creation his sons and daughters and him Mm -hmm. he wanted fellowship he wanted communion Mm -hmm. he wanted to walk in the garden with us you know and 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 that relationship that he had with adam and eve to commune with us daily to talk with us and walk with us that's the heart of the father so if that's the heart of the father we have a father that has set a table before us we have a father that despite our lameness Despite our condition, despite our past, despite of whether we've walked away from him, he says, come, oh son, come, oh daughter. I have a seat at this table that is reserved just for you. Then you don't have to settle for the crumbs when I have a feast that I want to lay before you. But how many know that we we often do that, right? We settle. We settle for less. God says that in him there's health, there's healing, there's wholeness. We can walk fully in him, but we settle. We settle with our peace. We settle with our relationship with him. We settle with so many things. I'm just thinking now about Mephibosheth, the condition of what he must have been going through all those years separated. Um, He lost a lot in one day. He lost his grandfather. He lost his father. And then... He became lame because yeah. he was dropped by his nurse. Yeah. And I'm just thinking of the person that's probably waiting. Mm. That person in, in the waiting that mm. went through maybe a really hard time. Yes. Just know that the Lord is not forsaking you. Yes. That he's calling you to the table just like the king yes. called Mephibosheth to the table. Yes. 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 I mean, it's been, I know that sometimes we read the word and it's one chapter right after the other, but there's been some time here between the time that was lost yes. and the time that you know we're reading right here in this yes. verse. And so I'm just thinking about the fact that there are people that have been in the waiting. Maybe yes. you're in the waiting room. Maybe you've been um, unhealthy and you're waiting for that healing. Yes. Maybe you're waiting for your prodigal son or daughter to come back. And you're, you're just clinging on to the promises yes. of God. Just continue to cling on the, to yes. the promises of God and get in your seat. Yes, get in your seat. Come on, oh, get in your seat. You have a Hallelujah. seat. You have a place at the table. Don't yes. think less of yourself. Mm. Don't think less of the, posi- 
the position that God has gave you. Mm. You are a son, a daughter of the king. You yes. have a place. Sit at the table like you yes. are a son and daughter of the king. Yes. Don't sit on the floor. Don't clean the floor. Hmm. Don't pick up the crumbs. Hmm. Don't eat off the crumbs. Come on. God has gave you your own meal. Yes. God has gave you your own meal. God has gave you your own healing for yes. your body. Mm-hmm. Not half healing. Not, oh, I feel good one day and I don't feel. No. Yes. God has gave you your whole healing. God yes. has gave you your whole peace. Yes, yes, God has yes. gave you joy. Yes. God has gave you laughter. God has yes. gave you freedom. You are free. Yes. The Bible says, by my stripes, you are healed. Yes. And you are free. You yes. are free by the blood of Jesus. There's a seat at the table. There's a seat at my table. There's a seat at the table just for you. There's a seat at my table. There's a seat at my table. There's a seat at the table. Reserved just for you. You can come as you are. Come on. You can come as you are. I'll receive you as you are. Come to me. Come on. There's a sea with your name on it. There's a seat that no one else can fill. There's my love that is waiting there just for you. There's a seat at the table for you. Your name is on my seat. Come as I made you. Come as I made you. You're beautiful the way you are. Yes. I made you who you are to be. There's a seat at the table. Come take a seat. It's a seat at the table with your name on it. You know, as his sons and his daughters, we don't have to settle for anything less. We don't have to settle for the crumbs. We can come in, you know, even Mephibosheth, he came in feeling unworthy, but we have been made worthy by the blood of the lamb, by the sacrifice of Christ. That's what makes us worthy. That's what gives us that seat at the table with the Father, that we no longer have to settle and as his daughters, as his sons, we don't. We can walk differently. We don't have yes. to walk lame anymore. We can be confident that the yes. Father sees us, mm-hmm. and He's made a place just for us. It's mm-hmm. not about your worldly position. It's about your kingdom position. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's not what category the world puts you in, because mm-hmm. they'll always try to put you in something to blend in or mm-hmm. to fit in. Mm-hmm. It's not what the world says about you. That's it's right. not what the world says who you are. 
But it's what the kingdom says you are. Walk in your kingdom position. Come on. Walk in your king position because it's so much better. Yes. Than what the world will try to define you because it's actually who you are. Yes. yes, It's who God created you to be. Don't try to be something that Mm. that you were not made for. Mm. Don't try to fit in some shoes that don't fit you. Yes. God Mm. has made custom made Mm. shoes of heaven yes mm. for you mm. so walk in those kingdom shoes mm. that mm. god has made for you amen i love what um king david says to him he tells him don't be afraid <laughs> for i will surely show you kindness yeah. and as his daughters and his sons we don't need to be afraid that's not who god the father is he's loving he's merciful yeah. he's kind yeah. he He draws us near to him so that we can come in not being afraid. And even though we may not deserve it, he still loves us that way. And he creates a place just for you and I. Mm -hmm. So we can eat from the right table. We Mm -hmm. can be, and I guess the question is, are we seating ourselves at the right table? Mm -hmm. Are we seated at the king's Mm. table? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Or have we chosen another seat? Mm, Because there's always a table. Mm. Have you took a seat at the right table? Or have you put your name on a different seat? Mm. Mm. Have you took the name off of the seat that God prepared for you and put Mm. it on a different seat? Mm. Mm. Have you put the name on a different seat? Mm. Have you been trying to sit at a different table? Mm. Have you been trying to make room for yourself Mm. at a different table? Mm. Have you taken off the name Mm. on your chair to put it on someone else's chair? Oh, it goes back to, you know, a settling, right? Here we have a a king who has set a table before us. He's prepared a feast for us. The desire of his heart is to bless us, to provide for us. And yet we we don't take our seat. We Hmm. settle for the crumbs. We settle for less than mm-hmm. what we were created for. Come on. And I just want to encourage us to stop living for the crumbs. Come on. When the king has the table set Woo. with a feast. Stop living. May we not walk anymore in a season of crumbs, but may we walk fully in our identity, mm-hmm. taking our place, our rightful place that has been established by God the Father. Come on. No more crumbs. No more crumbs. And what comes with that, it says in verse 9, And the king called to Ziba, Saul's servant, and said to him, I have given to your master's son all that belonged to Saul and to all his house. You, therefore, and your sons and your servants shall work the land for him, Mm. and you shall bring in the harvest that your master's son may have food to eat. But Mephibosheth, your master's son, shall eat bread at my table always. So with that came, with him coming to the, to the king's table, with him, you know, staying there, there was an inheritance that he got, but it was like a harvest that came from it. There was like all of a sudden, you know, this, this restoration of what was stolen from him. Come on restoration Mm. that's the heart of the father that restoration he's our redeemer he's our redeemer and sometimes we're we're kind of trying to figure all these things out for ourselves Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. and but the king god is inviting us to just sit sit all those other things that you're looking for that you're longing for that you're desiring 
they're found once you've taken your seat at his table. Mm -hmm. Because the Bible says, seek me first. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and and his righteousness. And all these things will be added unto Mm -hmm. you. Just like they were added unto him (laughs) when he took his seat at the table. Sit down at the table. The the meal is already prepared for you. Mm -hmm. All you have to do is sit down. Your joy is already prepared for you. Your happiness is already prepared for you. Yes. Your peace is already prepared for you. Yes. All you have to do is sit down. Why would you not want to sit down at the table? Yes. Yes. And so I, I wanted to share my testimony a little bit. Um, my name is Jessica, and it means God beholds. Aww. But for a very long time, I felt invisible. Aww. For a very long time, I felt overlooked. Like if I was, didn't exist, it wouldn't even make a difference. Oh, wow. That's the journey I walked through. And God has taken me on this journey with this specific scripture. And so it's near and dear to my heart. And one day I sat with him and he just started pouring this mm-hmm. just in me. And I just started writing as fast as I could. Mm-hmm. So I want to share it. So whoever needs to hear it. Yes. If you're in a place where you feel like if you don't matter, like if if you didn't exist, it wouldn't make a difference. That's a lie from the pit yes, of hell. That's a yes. lie, Jesus. Um, because you're here with purpose. Yes. yes. We're all here to yes, first worship God and just live our lives for Him, devoted to Him. But we're all here. And we all have a calling in our lives. We all have a voice. So it says, forget the former things. Because when you chased after this world, you were left begging for crumbs. But that's not my kingdom. Daughter, know that I love you too much. And I will never have you beg for something I have already set. The The table has been set. The table is ready. I know you love beautiful things. I made you that way. So that when I present you, your seat, you will be in awe. Because I don't give my daughters less than, but more than. Do you see it? Mm. Do you believe it? Mm. I know you don't feel worthy of this seat, but I've paid the price, my sweet girl. I want the best for you. Come dine with the king. Come dine with the king. You've been too distracted getting up from your seat. You're concerned about things I already am in control of and have delegated. The question is, what do you want to eat? <laughs> and then the scriptures, be still and know that I am God, Psalm 46, 10. And then not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, Zechariah 4, 6. Mm-hmm. And on this journey, what I've learned is as we sit, as we sit with the king, that's all he wants is to have this deep and personal relationship as we sit in the secret place he would just share all the mysteries that you've wondered about you know I think about Mephibosheth you know he's probably wondering why these things happened to him and you know just if you're in that place like wondering why and and maybe struggling in your heart I encourage you to just go sit go sit with him and first worship him and invite him in and he will come as we draw near he draws near to us we need to draw near because he he's a gentleman he's a gentleman come sit with the king 
He's prepared the seat for us. Just come sit. He's inviting you in today. Come and take your seat. What do you want to eat today? What is it that you need? The Father says, here I am. What do you want to eat today? Here I am, ready to prepare it. Here I am, ready to serve it. Here I am, ready to commune with you. Here I am, ready to be with you, my son, my daughter. Come and sit with me. I prepared your favorite meal. Everything you're hungry for, I have. Everything you're thirsting for, I have. Come and sit with me. Prepared your favorite meal. Verse 10, it says, But Mephibosheth, your master's son, shall eat bread at my table always. And we know that the bread of life is the word of God. So if you're struggling, oh man, there's so much nourishment for your soul in the bread of life. I encourage you, even if it's just one verse a day, it will transform your life. Yes, yes, yes. It'll transform your day. Yes. It renews your mind. Yes. If your intention when you sit at the table and you go to eat that bread, which is the bread of life, the word of God, Mm -hmm. he'll meet you there. Yes. He's there sitting with you. Yes. And it'll nourish you. Mm. It'll keep you nourished. And it says, and he shall eat at my table like one of the king's sons. Mm -hmm. So he just, he wasn't just there, you know, as as a servant or anybody else. He was eating there like one of the king's sons. So I imagine this lavish meal, Mm. you know, before him and beautiful. Because God does not give you less than. He gives you more than. He doesn't give you less than. He gives you more than. So no more settling for the crumbs. Mm -hmm. Amen. He gives you more than you could ever ask for. So if you're tired of eating from the crumbs, and if you want to come take a seat at the table, Mm -hmm. I want you to repeat this prayer. Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus, come at the table. Come at the table. I accept, Lord Jesus, who you've created me to be. I accept, Lord Jesus, who you've created me to be. I will come sit with you. I will come sit with you. I will leave my life of shame. I will leave my life of shame. I will leave my life of sorrow. I will leave my life of sorrow. But I will come take a seat with you in my rightful place. I will come take a seat with you in my rightful place. I thank you. I thank you. I love you. I love you. And I want to commit my life to you. And I want to commit my life to you. I will come take a seat with you at the table. I will come and take a seat with you at the table. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hey guys, if you were blessed by this podcast, please take a moment to like, share, follow on all streaming platforms. Bye. Bye.